Welcome to Entrepreneurhood, where we break entrepreneurship down into three simple pillars, business, lifestyle, and motivation. Our goal is to use our personal experiences as industry leaders to guide and inspire young entrepreneurs to see the lesson in every challenge, because we understand that companies don't succeed, people do. Now, welcome the leaders of Entrepreneurhood, Lakeham and KB. Welcome to the neighborhood. You got your boy Lake Kim in the building, and I got my brother KB in the building with me. We're on episode 41, and we decided to name this one, Why You Need a Work-Life Balance. Before we jump into this topic, KB and I, we, we want to celebrate a milestone that we just hit in the community. So I'm not sure if all of our listeners are aware of this, but we're celebrating our one-year anniversary of entrepreneurhood. So KB and I, we were just talking about it because back in 2019, I think it was October of 2019, entrepreneurhood was just an idea. And me and KB was just like, yo, we should start a podcast together. And the end of 2019, we decided to come up and and put it together. And we decided to have a launch date. And the launch date was uh, March of 2020. And now we in April of 2021. So a couple of weeks ago, we just hit that big milestone. Another milestone in entrepreneurhood, bro. I know, man. We big time now. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's dope, man, is that we took our idea and we literally handcrafted everything from the intro to the mission statement. We did all that together. And to see now, you know, what we did in a year, more money, more wisdom. It's a blessing, man. It's a Yo. blessing. The amount of people we get to share and help with this platform. So... I can only imagine how it's going to be in another three or four years. Bro, man, 41 episodes, man. 41 episodes. That's that's big, bro. Let's jump into what this topic is all about. So, KB, we decided to name this one, Why You Need a Work-Life Balance. Psych! <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what you talk about, bro? KB, I really want you to let everybody know what's the quote of the day and what's this topic and what this episode is really about because... We got to let our entrepreneurs, man, work-life balance. Tell them how you really feel, KB. (laughs) First, I feel bad for those who are looking for that comfortability. But if you're an entrepreneur, it's not about being comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Today's quote is, live in a few years of your life most people won't so that you can spend the rest of your life that most people can't. Facts. And that's what entrepreneurship means. Know what you're signing up for. These are certain sacrifices we need to make. And it's the whole idea of work now and play forever. And I think when you have the end goal in mind, you wouldn't mind getting your hands dirty for you know a few years. I remember I first heard that quote back in 2013. And the first time I heard that quote that you just said, it made me want to experience what entrepreneurship was all about. And it changed my life. Essentially. And I think that's the main goal that we should understand is it's not about just having more money, but we all crave more freedom. And that takes a lot of discipline to get to that point. We're going to get into this worth like balance that people have been struggling with. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. One of the biggest must understand is we hear entrepreneurs and leaders think their goal is to obtain a good work-life balance. This may sound good in theory, but until you're 20 years in the game and you're still chasing a work-life balance, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> As an entrepreneur, we should not want a balance. We should believe that there should be a time in your career where you need to work more than you have fun. And then there should be a time where you have more fun than work. 
So we want to teach our fellow entrepreneurs how to create a work-life harmony, not balance. Yeah, bro. And I think the harmony part is different. That's what I think a lot of entrepreneurs, I want them to grasp this concept because everyone talks about having a work-life balance. So what is that? That means you always want them to be equal, right? You always want to work as much as you have fun. And that's not how life should be. When we say have a work-life harmony, that means it should be in sync with each other. So when I hear that, the way that I envision it is the way that I have fun is in sync with the way that I work. The way that I work is in sync with the way I have fun. So I want it to be a harmony, but I do not want it to be a balance. A balance means it's equal. And then that means you're not really living your best life. And if you really get technical... If you work in, I'm not against nine to five, or but if you work in Monday through Friday and you're only enjoying Saturday and Sunday, that's 30, 20% of your life. So it's you got to do something to imbalance that because you got more work than play. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we look at the reality of things and we learn that from school. We go to school five days a week and then we enjoy the weekend and then Sunday we dreading to go back to school on Monday. Yeah. I wish they would have changed the whole school system where we could have a four-day weekend or we just go to school whenever we could. (laughs) (laughs) No rules. (laughs) Bro, if they had that, man, it would would be no systems and these kids would be wilding out. So teach them like the difference of why you shouldn't aim for balance because, bro, even in school, man, like, again, there was no balance. You're always – I felt like in school I was doing – more work than I was having fun. So it's never a balance, bro. But the first problem we have, we hear entrepreneurs say, I don't want to have to keep building my business forever. If you build a strong business model, you can eventually sell it or have it run forever. But that's going to take time and sacrifice to get to that level. Yeah. And I think even with that problem, bro, when, you know, if all my entrepreneurs out there, if you ever catch yourself saying that, like, you just got to think like, what what does forever mean? As an entrepreneur, you really want to put your, your, your company, yourself, your team in a position that it will work for you forever, but you shouldn't always have to build it if you do it. So I felt this at one point. So I definitely got a good example to share with the community with that one, KB. The second problem, I feel like my business is stopping me from the things I enjoy. Nah, nah. <laughs> you stop me yourself. You stop me yourself. I say your business should be something that you enjoy, but I get what you're saying. You want to play more Call of Duty or you don't want to miss Taco Tuesdays anymore with the bros. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you on this one, but at the same time, if you put in a certain amount of work for a certain season, then you can still enjoy the things that you love. Don't think that we just want you to be extreme and be all business. We're here for the fun. That's why we even chose to be entrepreneurs. Yeah. And- even though KB and I, we'd be joking about these problems, I feel there there has been points in entrepreneurship. We've said this to each other or said it to ourselves. So these are real problems. So we, we definitely going to share with y'all some of our experiences and, and let y'all know why other entrepreneurs feel like this. Third problem is that entrepreneurs say, I want to start a family one day. So it's interfering basically with your work-life balance. To me... It don't take much to produce a baby. We all know that. <laughs> so if you want to start a family, you can start a family. But how you want your family to be raised is where the difference comes in. 
And as an entrepreneur, you should want to build something first. But we're going to get into that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you said, you can start a family on a Saturday night after you're <laughs> nine to five. That ain't the issue. That's not the real issue. Yeah, bro. I think like these problems are all real. I'm not going to hold a community. I've said all of these or I've heard people say um, all of them. And KB and now how the episode breaks down, we're going to share our experiences first. So let's jump into the first one, KB. Uh, I want to take a stab at this first problem. When our entrepreneurs say, I don't want to have to keep building my business forever. Here's my experience, KB. I've really felt this problem heavy, like heavy when I started. And when I was a brand new business owner, I wasn't gaining any traction in my business. And what I really had to do was I had to go out to the field every single day just to keep my business alive. Because y'all know the feeling like when you brand new at something and your company needs some momentum, as a, a solopreneur or a small team entrepreneur, sometimes you got to be the pace setter. That was the situation I was in. And I was going to the field seven days a week. I only require my employees to work six days, but I was going to the field seven days. I had the fear of going out of business. And I had doubts in my mind that literally I was going to be in the field forever. And I was like, damn, like it's never going to stop. And my goal was to get to ownership. So I wouldn't have to go to the field every day, but I was going to the field every day and I literally felt like there was no like end in sight. So I felt this experience KB because my goal was to get to the point of being my own boss. So I didn't have yeah. to go to the field. And then before I was in the field every day, like I was an employee again. So to give a perspective, what, what time, like what's the time range of you going to the field? So we run our meetings from, I do interviews from eight until 11 o'clock. So in the morning time, straight interviews. Then we run meetings from 11 until about 12, 31 o'clock. And then we in the field from 1 until 1 p.m. until 8 p.m. And you did that seven days a week? Seven days a week, bro. <laughs> so you're telling me you quit your nine to five to work 80 hours? <laughs> bro, and that's what I'm saying. And for me, when I was in that like stage, I just literally, I did not see that finish line. Like I thought the finish line was non-existent and I felt entrepreneurs, man. Like I literally felt like I was going to be in the field forever in 2015. What was the moment it realized like, it was, I see the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Like when did it really hit you? When I realized that in order for me to get out of the field, I got to replace myself. I got to replicate myself. I don't know. I feel like I learn things quickly, but it takes me a while to adjust, especially since I started my company so young at 22. Again, only thing I knew, bro, was just hard work. So I was like, <laughs> I don't need nobody else. Like I'm going to do this shit on my own. But again, that's not why we become an entrepreneur, man. We become an entrepreneur to scale. I don't think I even knew what the word scale meant in the beginning <laughs> stages. <laughs> Yo, now it's so funny because that exactly goes along with uh, my example. Because when I hear people say, I don't want to keep building my business forever, I think of someone whose hands and feet in their business. Like nothing operates without them being present. And that's exactly why you feel like that is going to take forever. And you're absolutely right. <laughs> because a solid business is not a one man show. So it's built off of teams and systems. 
And uh, so you might have to take time out from doing the actual business and find people who can help you carry out the vision. So if you just hands and feet and it's all, you're going to be doing that forever. <laughs> yeah, bro. And I think that's such a great point because when you're brand new and the revenue isn't like coming in, obviously you're focused on working in the business. Like you're not focused on working on the business. And I was just, again, I was so fearful of removing myself to take a day or two days to actually work on the business that I just, I refused because I was like, I know how to generate revenue. And if you remove one of the highest revenue generators out the equation, I could potentially lose my business. So it was just the scare of going out of business that made me feel like I was going to be running my business forever. Yeah. And then from my perspective, from training, it just make you feel like it's dope because I could meet people and train them tomorrow. But I used to tell myself when I first started, because I used to take cash payments then, if I go outside, I'm not coming back with empty pockets. <laughs> like, I, I got to come back with some type of money in my pocket. And that's always my motivation. And then after a while, it's like, damn, if I didn't go outside today, I wasn't making no money. And I'm like, I have to do something else, something else to try to help me scale this thing. And as a solopreneur, you want to build it. But at the same time, you don't really think about scaling. You're just trying to get over your current expenses. Yeah. <laughs> as ideas start to come, start you start selling products. No, you start selling. I have my app. Thank God that it helped replace some income. And when it first started, it wasn't making me anything. But I had to kept, you know, feeding it, kept working at that, and kept being in balance. And now the whole goal is to make more money virtually than I train in person. Wow. And, and literally, I almost hit that goal this month. <laughs> Let's go, bro. And I don't want to imbalance. Like, I don't want to have to. I love training, but if I don't have to do it every day or have to do it six days a week, then I'm going to take the four days a week. I'm going to take that. But in order to get to that point, I got to be in balance for now. And I'm okay because I'm not where I started. And, <laughs> and I, I think we get caught up in comparing or get caught up in, yo, this is hard. This is hard. If you are where you are from four years ago, then you didn't make enough changes. You didn't take enough risks. All right. So question of that. So with entrepreneurs, man, when you hear entrepreneurs say, I don't want to keep building my business forever. What's the first thoughts that come to your mind when you hear people in different industries say that? Like they're just, they don't want to do it forever. I think I go back to the quote. It's like, yo, you find something that you're willing to die for and then you live it out every day. Mm. And I think, wait, you you was willing to die for this training world? <laughs> I was willing to die to build a legacy, <laughs> <laughs> and I choose to live for legacy every day. So, like, sometimes I get caught up being the future too much, but it's yo. Know, I don't look at it as right, I got to do this so I can make some money, pay my bills, and maybe go on nice vacation. I like I do this so I can build this and give this to my future, you know, son or daughter, and. I go with that type of thought process because if you look at stuff on a day-to-day too much, you feel like it's not going anywhere or you you feel like it's not, it it should be somewhere else. And I always play the long game and just do what I can do on a daily. And I still enjoy the flowers now. So that's my personal goal I work on is enjoying myself more and enjoying the process of being an entrepreneur, enjoying, appreciating my goals that I hit and celebrating those things. But if you just take a great look about where exactly you started and where you at now, you would understand the gap 
and that gap will make you appreciate the journey. Yeah, bro. I feel like for all of the entrepreneurs listening, man, like whenever they feel like you and the, the building stage always feels like it's forever, bro. One of the most dangerous things is a train with momentum, bro. Like once a train picks up momentum, it's almost impossible to stop that thing. But it's imagine trying to push a train that's at a complete stop. Like, bro, you're going to struggle. You're going to you're going to feel like it's going to take forever to build momentum. And but once you have it, it's you, you feel everything in the beginning wasn't that bad, but it's just that momentum building part is scary. Yeah, it's all worth it. If you look back at it, it's like, would you take that risk of moving to the other side of the country? Yeah. Yeah. If I didn't feel like the reward was worth it, I wouldn't have did it. Like, it was just the unknown of like me moving from the East Coast to Indianapolis. Like, why did I do that? It was, I was like, like Kim, the upside to it, so I, I weighed out the pros and the cons. The cons was I, I come to Indianapolis, I, I fail, and I live somewhere for a couple of months, and then I go back home and tell everybody, at least I tried it, right? And the upside was you come out here, you make a couple million dollars, and then you go back with a bunch of experience and money in the bank, and now I'm an experienced entrepreneur. And thank God the second option happened. I literally came to Indianapolis and I've made over $3 million while being here, bro. And it's just a crazy experience. Definitely an imbalance. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> bro. Facts. For the second problem, I feel like my business stopped me from doing the things I enjoy. I felt like this a lot. And especially when it came to simple things that I enjoy, which is basketball, playing basketball, and chilling with my bros. However, when the games are over, I had to go back to my uncomfortable living situation. Yep. So basketball and my bros are not stopping me from being successful, but these activities require time. So see, when you're building your business, time does not equate to money. Mm. Therefore, I had to make some true sacrifices. And as a kid, man, I always did my homework the first night of break. Because I stayed up late just to get it done, knowing that I could have freedom for the next seven days. Mm -hmm. So me operating like that as a child, I knew what opportunity costs mean. Basically, if I'm going to be doing this, it's going to be taken away from that. And which one weighs more value to me? Now I get paid for doing my homework. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference making this. Yo, I can always you know enjoy things with my bros, but they understand. And if the people around you don't understand the sacrifice you're making then, you know, they just don't see the vision. That's okay. Bro, and I love that. As soon as you're saying that, it made me think of, like, the professional athletes, bro. I don't know what people think. I don't know if they think that a professional athletes get paid millions for the games that they play or for the hours that they put into practice. What people tend to, like, they fail to realize is, bro, these athletes, the game – becomes easy because of all the work that they do in preparation and practice. And that's similar to business, bro. Yeah. And they enjoy their lives. <laughs> exactly, bro. <laughs> nah, and it, essentially they know that it's a game, but at the same time it takes work. So it's like your business, it should be something that you enjoy, but that it takes work. And it's, I love training. I, I enjoy it. And I love real estate because I love searching and finding things. I love a challenge. I love helping people on that level. 
and I love the commission. So yeah, don't forget that. <laughs> so what are you willing to put in the work for? Everybody has to make these choices and sacrifices. And I think that's the hardest part about being a human in general is making decisions. And sometimes the decision is going to hurt those other around you for a time. In the period. short term, in the short yeah. term. Yeah. Yeah. But when you come back around and you spend that time and you spend that money with them, they're going to appreciate it. But I, I call that all comes from putting in dirty work that nobody sees or willing to do. Bro, you remember we was back in high school. One of the, the quotes we always used to say is everybody eats, be like, everybody's go eat. And back then nobody was eating. Nobody was <laughs> eating. And we would always say, yo, one of these times, bro, we're going to go out and everybody's going to eat on me. Like I said that, bro. I swear I said that I said for it like for years. <laughs> <laughs> I said that for five to seven years, bro. But until it came to the point that I was able to do that for the team. And bro, it was just a good ass feeling. It was like, it was something that I spoke into existence because when we was in high school and I was telling everybody like, yo, we gonna, I'm gonna make sure everybody eat on me. And I was saying that with $5 in my bank account, like barely able to pay for my own meal. And I'm fronting like, I'm gonna take care of everybody. But it was the dirty work that no no one saw. And when when the time to shine came, it was the best feeling, bro. And when you do stuff like that, or anybody does stuff like that for somebody else, it inspires someone else to, yo, I, I want to be able to do that. I got it this time. And that should be the natural instinct if, if your team are people that's motivated leaders. It's not, I don't want nobody just to take care of me. I want to be able to bring something to the table too. Yeah. So, and that's the essential feeling because I remember when first time doing that, you know, people was weird. Like, yo, what do you want for this? Because we're not used to... People doing stuff for us with no anything in return. Yeah. And I used to be like, nah, it's good, bro. It's all love. It's like, for real? And <laughs> it's everybody's skeptical in the hood when somebody do something good for them. Yeah. But it's now nah, I'm just showing you, like, I can do this now. And I want to share with the people I, I was broke with. And that's I think that's one of the best the things about being an entrepreneur is taking that time away from your circle and coming back with something new, something fresh, and you know, showing love. And bro, and if we look back on it, none of that would have been possible if we didn't like get in, get in grind mode. We got in grind mode and we, we disappeared for a couple of weeks, couple of months, and for me, a couple of years. And it was, in the short term, it felt forever. But then when you look back on it, it wasn't that bad. So for me, here's my experience. So when entrepreneurs say, I feel like my business is stopping me from the things I enjoy. Normally, you're supposed, here's my experience, right? Normally. You're supposed to either have no money and a lot of time, or you're supposed to have a lot of money and no time. In the beginning stages of business, I had neither. I had no money. (laughs) I had no money and I had no time, bro. I don't know what I was doing wrong, KB, but I needed help bad, bro. I needed help bad. And I was working like crazy. And I was winging everything. I was neglecting my fiance. I was not going to the gym. I wasn't calling you or the boys. I wasn't visiting my family. And I barely had enough money to pay my bills. So, bro, I was looking back on it like, yo, what was I doing? I was working. I was busy. I didn't, I wasn't doing nothing I enjoyed doing. And I still ain't have no time. Like, it was just, it was crazy. And to nonprofit. Me, yeah. <laughs> Yo, it felt like it, bro. Yeah, nonprofit business. 
And it was so crazy during that period. And to be honest, keeping it 100 with everyone in the community, I should have probably quit during that time. I should have. I wasn't doing the things I enjoyed. I wasn't making any or very little money. And, and I have no time. But I definitely felt like my business was stopping me from doing all of those things. Now, however, looking back on it, I believe what was really stopping me from doing the things I enjoy was just my lack of preparation. So in the moment, if anybody told me I wasn't prepared, I'm like, nah, man, you don't know me. Like, I'm preparing to the best that I can. But think about it, bro. If you're really preparing for your day and you really got things mapped out, you could find the time to do the things you enjoy. You could text someone, you could call someone, you could visit them. But when you're in the moment, man, it seems impossible. Yeah, because it's one of those things where you're just reacting. You're not really in control because you're just trying to chase the next dollar amount. And you don't really have a, a focal point. It's In the early stage of entrepreneurship, it's ugly. Like, we're not even going to say it's cute. Like, it's ugly. Because <laughs> you you're trying to figure yourself out. Then you're trying to figure out how you respond to the people around you because you don't want to seem you're cutting them off. And then you realize I'm cutting more, but I'm not even making no money. Yeah. <laughs> so it really does stuff to you. Like, yo, what are you really doing? Because yeah, we never see you, but how come you ain't got no money? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's a lot of challenges. And it's, we that's why we want to share with you guys. If you're at that stage or you just come at the stage, like it's normal. But once you figure it out, you got to stay in the game. And bro. And like with that too, we can laugh about it now, bro. But when you in the moment, there's no funny, like no funny with when you grind and you're not making the bread that you want and you don't got the time to, to do the things you enjoy. There is no funny. So as we talk about it and we laugh about it now, only reason we're able to do that is because we looking back on the beginning stages. So if you in the beginning stages, forgive us for laughing because like <laughs> we know, you know, KB and I were sharing real experiences of what we like what we felt we know what it feels like yeah you gotta laugh it off because it's not, <laughs> you're not always gonna be there so you might look at your account like yo this is what it's about <laughs> yes this is what it's about <laughs> i remember <laughs> that's when you used to go to an event it'd be like yo what's the entry like how much it costs to get in like <laughs> yeah yep. you don't even ask the dress code you be like yo how much is that <laughs> Now nah, let's go somewhere else. Let's go somewhere else. Let's go to this free thing. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because it's, yo, bro, there's certain things that I'm like, nah, five dollars, I I can't, bro. Like, I I know the the women in there, they look better. The drinks are a little bit stronger, but bro, that five dollar entry fee, man, got yeah, free game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I'm telling you, and. The, the biggest thing, bro, about this problem, man, is I just really want the entrepreneurs to know is don't, don't feel guilty or feel like you're doing it completely wrong when you're in this stage. Because again, we're not aiming for balance. This is not, I know this title of this episode is deceiving, right? Why you need balance, but we're not aiming for that. Not in this community. So just keep that stuff in mind as KB and I, we sharing the experiences. For the third problem. Entrepreneurs say, no, I want to start a family one day and I need work-life balance. I think building a profitable business first should be a goal before you even start a family. For most people, for most people who get engaged, they move in, 
they have a wedding, maybe a new car, then a baby. All of these things require money except the baby. Yep. Like, love is great, but it's not going to last without money. Mm-hmm. And those are the call it hard facts because we don't, we need what money can do for us, the things that money can do. So if you don't have, you know, money for childcare, you don't have money for formula and baby food, then what are you really doing? And I think to start a, a successful family, you want to build your business first if you're an entrepreneur because you have something that you can give off to your offspring. And I think that would be the, one of the greatest honors you could do is put them in a, a better position that you were in. And your upbringing, you know, plays a big role in this problem because, like I said, you could do anything to start a baby. Like, it's a lot of broke people that got babies in, you know, government funding. Yeah. And if you choose to do that, then that's that's your choice. Not by any means, go ahead. But if you want to be a, a successful entrepreneur, you're going to realize, hold on, let me build something first. Let me, you know, put in my groundwork and then let me actually try to plan this thing out. Yeah, like I never, and maybe you can answer this question, bro. I never really understood, but like, why do you feel like when a new leader, they get into business or a new entrepreneur, they're starting a company, like they feel like by having a big company or by starting a company, they'll never be able to have a family. I feel like, bro, I can't tell you the amount of employees I've had in the past that said, like, Kim, I don't want to be my own boss because I want to have my own family or I, I don't know if I could accomplish that. Like, I want to be a mom or a dad one day and I just don't think I could do this. Those people, I got, they're living in fear, for one. And I think, too, is they probably didn't see anybody around them do it. They're looking for an example and they're looking for answers. And I get it, but sometimes you just have to be your own example. You have to be a pioneer, a trailblazer of your family, of your circle. And understand that if you build a successful business, it's it has a team and a system. And if you don't have that, then it's not going to be a successful business. It's just going to be a one-man show. And you're going to get burnt. And then you're not going to have time to, to go on dates. You're not going to have time to have a social life. You're not going to meet anybody. And you're just going to be a lonely, just over broke entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and so it's, you need help. You need people in order to live your life and live out your life in, a, in an entrepreneurial way. So if you work in a job, it's a little different because, you know, once you clock out, depending on your job, that's pretty much it until you see your supervisor in the morning. But an entrepreneur, you're your supervisor, you're the employee, you're the HR, you're everything in the beginning. <laughs> yep. I was literally going to say, you HR, you, yo, bro, you hit everything on the money, bro. And that takes an imbalance because you have to build these things up because before you get people to come on board, they need a, a, a system to follow. And the system is going to help the, the business run smoothly and correctly. So if you step away, it can still be ran. So do you think it's possible for someone to be an entrepreneur and start a family at the same time? Yeah, of course. It's just about what level of entrepreneur you're at. So if it's still your side hustle season, you got some more work to do for you, you know, <laughs> drop them seeds. <laughs> your business should be your baby until, until it's grown. Then you can have the real baby. Bro, I think, again, like that's even a better analogy than I was going to use, bro, because, yeah, like when you start your company, KB, like that is your baby. So you want to start a family? Grow your first child. Stop being a deadbeat. And, and once you take care of that one, 
And that first child is going to provide for everything else and is going to give you the experience of what it takes to grow something. So like, here's my, my experience. When entrepreneurs say, I, I want to start a family one day, I never thought that me running a company would stop me from having a family. But I hear a lot of leaders and new entrepreneurs say it all the time. And they really say they don't want to get too deep into business or they don't want to grow a company too big because they want to have a family one day. And I think this misunderstanding is so far from the truth, KB, because I feel like a great entrepreneur uses their business to create a life their family could dream of. Like that's what entrepreneurship is about. So my my advice uh, for entrepreneurs listening is use your future family as a reason of why you got to grow your business. Because like I said, man, like your business is going to support your family. What, how happy would you be with your family that has no of the essentials to survive? Like, is that the kind of family you want? You could have, creating a family is easy. Providing for your family, that's difficult. Different ball game. So I, I got a question, bro to bro, as if Tiana's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much do you want to have, you know, invested or in your account before you have your first kid? Man, for me, I easily, like... Like we talking stocks or we talking savings or we talking like everything combined. <laughs> That's that money talk. I yeah. like that. <laughs> we got we got different accounts. Right, so we, let's go with the savings. That's real simple. Yeah. So I think savings, I need at least um for one kid, I say every kid, I need at least a hundred bands put away <laughs> for each kid, bro. My bro, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Like for each kid, I need a hundred bands. And obviously we don't, I don't know if that's necessarily needed, but it's just that, it's just the that personal comfort. preference. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think and that's the thing. It's like, we look, we, our comfort is different from other people's, you know, traditional job. So we know that it fluctuates, but it's like at the same time, there's no cap on what we can make. And I think when you approach it that way, even if you don't get the hundred, you might get 75, 50. It's still a good benchmark. Yeah. And I think it's important us to have that as entrepreneurs because, like you said, we decide when we have kids. We don't, it don't just happen. Anybody say what just happened, it's, it's no, it's false. Like, <laughs> we all adults here. We know how it happens. And you got to understand that you have a whole human being to, to watch after. So once they come out, there's no sending them back. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, it's important that. We try to think about these things or have these conversations because as entrepreneurs, stuff be going good and then it can get bad. And you want to make sure you have that comfortability. Hold on. I make sure I have this in this account, have this investment going forward because you want to have an asset for every kid. Yeah, bro. And I think what I really want entrepreneurs to, to understand with this problem is, bro, don't use your business as an excuse you know, of why you can't start a family or don't feel like getting into business, you're going to be a workaholic. And again, you'll never be able to enjoy the time with your family because that's so far from the truth. It's a big, it's a myth. It's a misconception. It's, it's just so many different like things wrong with that statement because as entrepreneurs, like you could have a, an amazing family and a flourishing business at the same time if you're willing to put in the work in the beginning stages. So 
it's doable. I know y'all. Damn. Y'all making it sound so easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not easy. But it's just about making sacrifices and decision making. That's what it really comes down to. Making decisions as an entrepreneur. What are you willing to do and what you willing to you know give up? And if you really got to go with your gut. You got to go with your gut because you might say, you might disagree with some things we're saying, which is fine, but just make sure you're happy with that decision that you're making. And I think more people need to think pre-thought about this decision as far as starting a family, kind of business they want to have and how to excel in this business. So we can't leave y'all hanging. We got to give y'all the keys and the solutions. So for the first problem, I don't want to keep building my business forever. My solution is leverage. Like you're doing too much, literally, if you feel like it's going to take forever to build your business. So you have to fire yourself and hire some employees to help you get the job done. And you got to think you're not really a true business owner unless your business is operating without your presence. Yeah. And you need leverage to do that, which is mean you need people helping you carry out your mission. And once you get that leverage, then you won't feel that for every state. Oh my gosh, I got to keep doing this. I got to keep doing this. It does not going to work if I'm not there. And that's my solution to you guys. Yeah, bro. Like leverages is, it's a big part of business. And I think my solution is, is extremely similar. So if we just doing one word solutions, foundation, like that's mine, like just build a strong foundation. And it's similar to what KB just said. So the foundation is the most important part. And as a new entrepreneur, you got to be willing to put in the work. That is the scariest and the most difficult. But remember the example I said, the two most dangerous things in life is momentum and a lack of momentum. So when you're in that beginning stage and you lack the momentum, it's literally going to feel like it's going to be forever until you gain it. But then once you get the momentum and your business is on autopilot, you're going to say, yo, this is easy. This is how life should be lived. So my advice for everyone in the community that's experiencing this problem, build a strong foundation and build the momentum. I like that. For the, uh, the next solution, I feel like my business stopped me from doing the things I enjoy. My solution is acknowledgement. Like really analyze what stage you are in your business. There's levels on what you can afford. Your business is your baby. See, when you have a baby, it needs attention almost every second, especially newborns. And it's even harder if you never have even been around newborns before. Right. So if you haven't been around people in business or understand the, the, the principles of business, it's going to be hard for you. However, as they grow, you're able to step away for a few hours, a couple of days, and so on. It's the same thing with entrepreneurship. You'll know when it's okay to go back to Taco Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> and this time when you go back, you can actually cover the bill. And <laughs> so acknowledge which level you at. If you know your business just started in the, the grind stage and you're a solopreneur, understand like what you could afford at that moment because small team season is next and then the scale season. But if you can't afford that, keep your hands in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, KB dropping straight facts today, bro. Facts. Yo, so all right, my solution is this, man. For my entrepreneurs that say, I feel like my business is stopping me from the things I enjoy. My solution is plan, right? 
What do I mean by plan is literally I want my entrepreneurs to stop winging your day as a business owner. Like you have too much on the line to be just waking up and going with the flow of the day. So what I think everyone in the community should do, go get a planner, go, go get a planner and plan out your, your days in advance. And what I would recommend is the Entrepreneur Championship Planner, right? That's the reason why I created it. I created the Entrepreneur Championship Planner for everyone in the community who's a leader, who's an entrepreneur, and they want to get better results. You want to spend time with the people you love. You want to see your business thrive. Check it out, man. Like the Walmart planners, I've tried it. My phone, I tried it. And I just felt like I needed something that was catered to entrepreneurs and I couldn't find that. So check out the Entrepreneur Championship Planner. That will literally help you feel like you can enjoy the things that you enjoy doing. So he couldn't find a place, so he created his own. That's it. That's it, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty of this, man. That is the beauty of this. That's why I got in the game, KB. I got in the game because I'm like, man, what, what do we do as entrepreneurs? If we don't find something that we like, what's the next step? We create it. <laughs> and so, uh, third solution for those who say, I want to start a family one day. My answer goes along with yours is plan. Like It drives me crazy when people say you can't plan to have a kid. You can your work-life balance will, will never be okay if you don't plan and you're just having kids and you're trying to build a business. Like, there's going to be points where the more kids you have, then you have to work twice as hard because it's like you're, you're skipping steps. And if you're okay with working at the same pace for the next 15 years, then that's what you choose to do. But you might as well plan first on how you can elevate your business, then have a kid. It's just an overall better decision for you know your child's sake. And your sake too, because they said tools is probably one of the worst stages. Yeah. <laughs> after hearing that and seeing that, all right, if I'm going to be having a child that needs requires so much attention, and I have a business that requires so much attention, you're going to choose your kid. In fact, and, and therefore <laughs> the business is going to take a, a step back. It's going to lag. And, yeah, and if you don't have a, a system in place by then, and you're not making any money, now you're forced to change. Professions change careers because you have to do something that's going to require you making money regardless of the time you spent. And you don't want to do that. You don't want to give up on your business because you just didn't plan and you ain't hold it down. <laughs> <laughs> so plan, entrepreneurs, please plan and make sure that you have an imbalance so you can have the balance later on. Yeah, bro. And my solution is, is very similar. I just said harmony, right? When I say harmony, I mean like my entrepreneurs. You could start a family and be a business owner. You could be a business owner and you could start a family. Like you don't have to sacrifice one or the other. You could run a thriving business and have an amazing family. Like you just got to understand, don't aim for balance, aim for harmony. Harmony means that they're in sync with each other. Decide what your goal is. Decide how, what kind of lifestyle you want your family to have and then build a business that supports that. And if you aim for harmony, everyone in entrepreneurhood, you, you won't need a work-life balance. You're going to aim for a work-life harmony. And for my final takeaway, I want to tell entrepreneurs is that, remember why you got into this. It's, it's something that is passionate, 
that drove you crazy that you have to do this. I have thoughts. I have dreams about it. And when you got into it, you never thought about living regular. You never thought about having a, a paycheck. You never thought about going work five days a week. You thought about sitting back, your feet is up, and your business is making money when you sleep. It's very possible. But in order to get to that point, get to that place, you have to put in an enormous amount of work. And you have to think differently. And I think that comes with an imbalance. And with that imbalance, it produces growth once you have teams, once you have systems in play. And then you can live that lifestyle that we all dream about, where we're making money in our sleep. We can live wherever we want. And life is much different, much easier. And a lot of people are not going to be able to do what you're able to do. But you have to go with that thought process in mind, but doing the daily grind and the daily work that nobody wants to do or nobody sees. And I just want you guys to understand that the hard times don't last forever. Facts. And telling you from somebody who has been broke multiple times for years, who've been in debt, and to be out of it and breathe, the air is different on this side. <laughs> <laughs> so like, my goal is to, to be even transparent with y'all is to invest as much as my, my monthly expenses. So that's where I'm at at this point in my life. It's like, all right, I know I can live over a certain amount, but now I want to invest more because I don't want to be training how I am now at this pace. So the imbalance of me spending my money is based on me and investing. And so this way in 10 years, 20 years from now, I won't have to pick up a yoga mat unless I choose to. <laughs> <laughs> Entrepreneurhood. <laughs> Facts, bro. Facts. And I think that, yo, you definitely... You hit home on a lot of major points. And I think, again, bro, the imbalance is what we want entrepreneurs to aim for. So like my philosophy is this, man. When I was in the beginning stages, I was the overdraft king. Like, <laughs> bro, when I would say every week when rent came out, I never had enough money to cover rent and have money left over. And you know why? It was because I, I wasn't, I was aiming to try to balance it or like I just wasn't being effective with my time. And when I aim for that harmony and I aim for making those sacrifices in the short term, so then eventually I could not have to worry about being in overdraft. Like your life is different. So I want to leave everyone in the community with a quote. You might've heard me say it before. This might be your first time, but the goal in being an entrepreneur, this is how I move. Um, I want to spend my youth acting like an adult so I could spend the rest of my life acting like a kid. Entrepreneurhood. Anyone can start, but only champions finish. Now that you've completed this episode, you're ready to continue your journey by connecting directly with our hosts of Entrepreneurhood. Follow us on Instagram at The Entrepreneurhood to stay updated with the community. For each episode, the first set of listeners to tag us on Instagram and leave a five-star review will be entered into a drawing to get a free one-on-one -on -one coaching session on the topic of entrepreneurship with our hosts. Remember, there is no shame in struggling because we fail, we grow, and we win right here on Entrepreneurhood.